have Future Wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another big edition of the Two Units Podcast. Group One Racing is back this weekend in the form of the Winx Stakes at Royal Randwick. We got a cracking card to cover as well at Caulfield, headlined by the PB Lawrence. We got all of our usual segments. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me is the great man, the Sultan. Good to see you, brother. Mate, it just sneaks up on you, the good racing, doesn't it? I feel like I'm, I'm in a season of, of Big Brother and I've just been absolutely turkey slapped <laughs> <laughs> by, by some good horse racing, mate. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, the last couple of weeks in Melbourne, you've you've seen a couple of good horses, but it's it's not been flash. And then all of a sudden, Caulfield, that's the best card we've had in Melbourne since the autumn and by far. And the card up in Sydney is an absolute beauty as well. So looking forward to previewing both of those and and in a fair bit of detail as well, mate. Yeah, I, I hope your trial eye is working beautifully, Salts, because mm. geez, we've got some real first uppers to dissect this week. And uh, it's, it's one for the gurus. It's one for the gurus. And uh, I'm looking forward to dissecting all that a little bit later. But get, let's get into the serious stuff. This fresh, delicious, tasty meaty turkey filled cold cut combo i eat three every day to help keep me strong it's supper time and flowey is at the supper permanently because we have the three two and ones the flowey awards for just gutsy jets that we invite to the supper each and every week there are no honorable mentions this week salts we're straight to the guts of it you've got the one vote well we'd be a couple of dur brains if we didn't have the Matildas, the Tillies in here. And they go in here, but I, I'm specifically putting them in here. They've obviously done a lot of things, captured the hearts of the nation, done Australia proud as well, and united a nation that um, she's been a little bit divided lately. But the respect they gave the national anthem, I particularly liked. I love when I see athletes singing the national anthem and something that doesn't happen enough at football games, you watch Anzac Day or the grand final and they pan across all the players, there'll be two of the whole squad that are actually even miming the national anthem. At least mime it, show it some respect. And the girls were singing singing along to it the other day and I I loved it. So Tilly's one vote. Great call. That is a cultural issue with us, with our... Um, how patriotic we are around our anthems. Like, you know, Anzac Day, it's like people just mumble it under their breath. It's extraordinary, really. Yeah. You, you go, you turn up to a Little League game. If you turn up to a Little League game in America, they'd be bloody, they'd get Lady oh. Gaga there belting it out with jets oh, flying over the top that. and everything. It's ridiculous. <laughs> on hey. the other end, sorry, on the on the other end of the spectrum, you could go to Anzac Day with my mate Baz and he, and he thinks he's bloody... Liberace or something. Oh, like, no. Australians. <laughs> oh, my, my Come on. Take down the megaphone. Seriously, just whisper it. <laughs> That's good. Hey, I, I didn't actually see the pre-match last night. I've got a bit of a confession. I, I stuffed up. So um, my wife's shown interest in sport for the first time in basically our entire relationship and said, I want to go watch the Tillies book a seat 
at a pub and I was like, this is extraordinary. She's interested in sport. So I booked a table at the Ascot Vale Hotel, the coldest Pepsi Max in town. <laughs> and I booked, I booked a table there and we turned up for dinner 30 minutes before the uh, game to watch no booking. And I'm like, what? No, I've booked online. So I opened up my email. I've booked it for the following Wednesday. Oh, so no. if there's anyone out there that wants a table for two at the Ascot Vale Hotel next Wednesday, <laughs> just sing, sing out and I'll sling it your way. But it was a stinker salt a mare, mate. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, two votes. Uh, Racing Victoria Awards took place. You would have seen some content floating around. Um, all the great winners. We're not going to talk about any of the actual on-track achievements. But what I saw... <laughs> going through the Racing Victoria social media page was some real sort of Brendan Favola at the Brownlow type antics and some real street talk antics by a young man called Ben Allen who gets a lot of mentions on this podcast, I must say. Um, oh, he likes naughty boys. He is naughty boy and he <laughs> cracks me up. He's gone from Winnebago's to giving him the mic. And uh, he had a bit of a crack at a at a few salts, but this one uh, this one took the cake for me. I've got some audio here of Benny Allen approaching Michelle Payne. Michelle, I got a question for you that all the viewers are wondering: When are we going for a drink? Oh well, you haven't asked me out, so still waiting. Maybe tonight. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a dip? <laughs> now that's the only interaction of I was scouring to see how this ended up, salts, but. Um, yeah, you miss you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. It's got a bit of don't blush, baby, about it. That one, <laughs> he might have to get himself a PR manager. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking it was a bit risky for twenty twenty three. That's good. Um, you know, I was watching. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he gets two votes for being a gutsy jet on the red carpet, and three votes. There's nothing more gutsy than being a dud at start and then slipping one through to the keeper. And, and that's what Kementari's done, and he gets the three flowies this week. Uh, the only living cult foal of the stud dud himself, Kemi Manwa, won yesterday at Canterbury, um, which is just a great story. And I, I did see a tweet. I, I took this from uh, M Schultz. She tweeted that Manwa actually means blessed one. So well-named. Gutsy as the only <laughs> the only living cult foal of the great Kementari got the chocolates at a nice price too if you found him out there on a Wednesday at Canters. There wouldn't be too many only childs going around in racing. Mm. So maybe you'll grow up with some sort of mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he's got a younger there's a filly as well. So oh, there's two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's Unraced. the older brother. Oh, yeah. He'll be all right then if he's an older brother. That's he's right. the He's the only cult, though, to really sort of spread the seed post-Kemi mm. if he goes okay. That goal regulation size are one! Oh, you will listen to every damn word I have to say! I see no finger paintings you bring home and they suck! I'll come! Pack your nags time. Um, something that just sort of caught my eye this week that I'm not happy with, and I do it a lot, and so I've got a... I've got a body of work to back this up. So I, I, I rent a lot of cars interstate, get a lot of rental cars. And there's one thing that every person has in common when you get when you rent a car that s- serves behind the desk, and that is they absolutely assault their keyboard. So you know the little digits on the little side packets. of the keyboard, like the, the real sort of the right-hand side of your standard PC keyboard. Yeah, who uses those numbers? Well, rental cars do, and they okay. absolutely assault them. So they'll go... Uh, what's your license number? 
Oh, I've <laughs> never I, used those numbers. Mate, they'll absolutely smack them in and I'm just sending it back and you don't need – you can actually show a little bit of care to your keyboard. Um, you can speed up the process too if your listening hurts. But, um, yeah, no, nah, I'm sending it back, mate. I don't I'm, see the need. I'm looking at those numbers now and I'm starting to think maybe I could use them. Because then you don't have to go – they actually look like – Mate, they're great for phone numbers. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've literally never touched one in my you'd, whole life. You'd put down a lot of phone numbers in your keyboard when you're out. So no, I'm handy. Rain Man, mate. Yeah, you just remember them. I've got them up in my head. What's your number? Um, <laughs> mate, imagine having a bet against the Matildas. Oh, Could you imagine that if you were an Australian? Well, you just wouldn't. That's – you don't know someone that's had a bet against the Tillies. I saw um, an Austra- like not an Australian, though. an Australian. Yeah, I think Australian. Yeah, but against the Matildas, like it's just like killing Christmas, really, or or shooting Bambi mm-hmm. and celebrating about it. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. Well, you would have if if you were to celebrate, you would have had to have had six figures on. Yeah, you you would have wanted. To have really cashed in and got a like and got a really good price about it, yeah. Or two horse field, yeah. I just uh, I saw some betting against the Matildas, and um, I couldn't believe my eyes. If you're an Australian, then you name the names here, or what? Or what are we doing? (laughs) What are we we going with? Are you pussyfooting around this, mate, or are you going to call someone out? No, I'm this just is your, this is oh. your seggy. I'm just putting it out there, mate. I'm oh. just putting it out there. I just wouldn't go with it myself personally. But another thing that trolls, <laughs> another thing that trolls. One of the more half pregnant packing yeah, bags. I've it's true. Yeah. It's true. I don't want to get in any Twitter beefs because I reckon Twitter beefs are for genuine losers. <laughs> yeah, I watch them all the time from the sideline and I just think people who are constantly in beefs online are just losers. And it brings me to this point that people often just make the shittest and worst calls and they mean them. And then as soon as someone says something to the contrary and they realize how much of a dickhead they are, they throw out the emoji of a fishing rod with a fish on the end to try and pretend that they didn't mean it and all they're doing is stirring the pot. Well, one, if that's what you need to keep yourself entertained, you're a loser. And two, you meant it in the first place, so at least stick by your guns. As far as an observational pack your nags goes, that's group one. Thanks, mate. Like, that is spot on. I can't stand and that. I don't and then they think they've won the argument. Then they think they've won the argument. Yeah. I don't have examples off the top of my head of like particular. I'm not half pregnanting this one. I just know that I see it happen quite a, lot. a bit. Yeah. yeah. No, good call. Um, so if you're listening and you do that, we'll get another hobby. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get like that last time when everyone <laughs> tagged that roast him, Jimmy. Now We're just going to get fishing rod emojis sent back everyone to that every listens, single post we put up. Everyone that <laughs> listens tagged us in that. We've got about five tags. Roast him, <laughs> roast him Jim made me cry on a Saturday morning before the races. It was absolutely not on. How the hell did he know how big my dick was? <laughs> <laughs> When they're galloping to the gates, there's only one place to bet. Top Sport, the home of horse racing. Whether you're a sprinter or a stayer or just a fashion-conscious player, go the distance with bigger bet limits and top odds on every race, every time. Download the app for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport, feel the excitement.
What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Quality over quantity today as we head into Salt's Specs. We're going to preview the cards at Caulfield and Ram. Because they're so good, we're just going to talk about them and not really go shopping anywhere else. And as always, proudly brought to you by our great mates at Top Sport. They've been there since the start. They're our number one base. Uh, Caulfield, mate, a bit of rain around tomorrow. There was a little bit of drizzle just before, actually, a little bit of rain around tomorrow. Rails nine metres. How are you expecting it to race? What range are you expecting it to race in? Anywhere from a four to a six, but I'd be leaning to the better part of a five or, you know, I think that six is proper worst case scenario. So I don't think it's going to be too bad. That rail nine metres, Caulfield's uh, got me a little bit guessy in terms of what the track is going to do because nine metres, sometimes I can get on and run on. But last time we were here, the rail was six metres. You couldn't get back and run on. Really difficult too. So it's a, I've sort of not had heaps of bets there. And, and when I have, I, I know they're going to be handy enough that, that it shouldn't matter too much. Well, you're going to start us off nice and early and we'll find out the pattern here. So it's hopefully in race number one and you'll be right on it. And that is uh, a runner here for Kylie Vella. The name of this horse channels a little bit of Terry McAuliffe. I remember my first mate. What was yours? <laughs> we just replaced the kiss there. Who was your first mate, Salts? Yeah, um, I think it might have been you. <laughs> <laughs> you you're, uh, okay, you're counting your chickens there, yeah, mate. <laughs> I, was like, I was 27. <laughs> I'm a loner. Um, nah, but I'll tell you what, first mate, well, it's Blake Shin's first date with the Kylie Vella stable as well. So here they have a horse that got too far back at Caulfield last up behind St. Lawrence, ripped home, good late sectionals. The race was out slow home hard, but geez, his work through the line was good. That was on a good track. Now he draws barrier four, Blake Shin on. Well, we know this guy's the absolute master of getting horses to settle a little bit closer. And this horse has the ability to settle a little bit closer. And also, he's a horse that loves getting his toe into the ground too. So in this company, yes, you look at a run at Stall, four starts back for him and a few starts back for Belltill, who's first up for the Bobbin Yard. And, and Belltill beat home first mate that day as well and makes him a little bit better off at the weights. But he's just gone from strength to strength this prep. I thought he's win a couple back at, at Werribee when covering ground. Yes, best part of the track, but home hard was really good. And with Blake Shin on, I think it's a great way to uh, open up the program there. The two first mate race number one at Guilfield. Yeah, five bucks. And and you did say, you know, you talk about our oh, first first time Blake Shin and Kylie Vella meet. We'll see more of that now in town. This is obviously part of the new 10 race card. This is the additional $80,000 race, mm-hmm. the restrictions around 50 yeah, wins and things call. like that. So. I believe this is the aspirant. Yeah, the aspirant. Which is got a, a little bit different to the challenger in some way, but I can't explain. Oh, I was asking Reese. It's to do with Metro today. wins, five, five Metro wins or something Fif- like that. 50 was a number that got thrown at me, but my head was a little bit of a zoo after hearing all that. But I'm sure I'll yeah. get my head around it as we continue into the season. Hey, mm-hmm. race number three is a benchmark 78 over 1,200 metres. Uh, you've got a little bit of value for the listeners here as well. Yeah, Climbing Star first up for Phil Stokes. I'll just have a bit of a nibble on her. And look, when she beat Calico Jack to break her maiden on debut in a red-hot form race at Cranbourne and then at start two goes 12 to 1,600 metres, 
in a listed race at Mooney Valley and he's beaten by Zoe's Promise. And then he's only knocked off against the older mares by Roots at Flemington in a feature mile race. You thought, geez, if this filly or, or mare now is ever showing up in 78 grade, you'll be betting. But she didn't quite come up last preparation. Her two jump outs this time in, I thought, were really good. She's obviously still lightly raced. The blinkers go on first time as well. And, you know, you can get seven bucks plus about her. I think that's a, a reasonable price to just nothing silly, but have a little bit of a spec on. Yeah, seven bucks climbing star in race number three at the Heath. Uh, we'll head to race number six now, mate, which is the listed Regal Roller Stakes uh, over 1,200 metres. Now, I've got a bet here. Six of the 11 runners here are first up. The runner who did open favourite was detonated Jack, who I just could not believe. The first time at 1,200 metres, I, I thought was just poison. Like, he's a bloody good horse. Good, but, fresh horse. Yeah, good, fresh horse. But when you're looking how he ESP 350 and SA Derby over 2,500, now he's sprinting. Oh, that, oh, was a, that's, that was a oh, while I can't, ago. I can't get near that, mate. Sorry. that That is – I'm looking around that and I'm finding value because I am and I'm, and I'm going with Bandersnatch here, who I just think is a terrific winning chance first up. Last start in the Group 1 All-Age Stakes. He sat 3-4 wide the trip, punched the breeze off the most ridiculous tempo set up by Lost and Running. Um, he had every right to fold up, but he still managed to stick with and finish on the heels of both Zaki and Cascadian through that run, three lengths off Giga Kick. He runs really well first up, last two first up runs. He's unfortunately running to Think About It, who just refuses to lose. And I Wish I Win, who goes pretty good too. So this right, yeah. this is easier, um, drawn well, puts himself into the race, and he's bloody tough as nails. So uh, I really like him as a bet. I'm actually petrified of Thunder Beauty. Mm. I don't know what to expect. Can and if, I speak of this horse for a little bit? Yeah, uh, you can. And yeah. I, But what I will say just before you do is if, I'm going to watch the market with this horse, and if the money comes for it, I reckon I'm going to like just – Boomy pants a little bit and just save on, yeah, on okay. Beauty. Yeah, that's it's got that's some good saying. numbers. It's got some good numbers. Now it's first up of four hundred and ten days, short of its best. But we last saw this horse winning a listed mile race by five lengths in Europe, leading them up. Prior to that, it was runner up to a horse by the name of Saffron Beach at Group Two level at Ascot. That horse then subsequently won a Group One and is a dual Group One winner and place getter and has form around a horse by the name of Mother Earth, who's another dual Group 1 winner over in Europe. So the form around this mare is severe. Willow jumped it out at Cranbourne. I'm staying out of the race. I think it's a cracking addition mm. of the Regal Roller. A horse like Thunder Beauty just adds a whole new dimension coming from overseas. you got It's Our Time with that Ori Star form as well. Bandersnatch with... Group one weight for age form in the all age, and then detonator Jack, yes, short of his best, but geez, he's a good horse, and he and he trialed up softly as well. So, yeah, and and Savannah Cloud jumped out well. Mm-hmm. Great race, great race. Looking forward to watching this one. Good luck with them. With the snatch, the, the bander, the snatch, mate. Hopefully, you get to, we do. To if there's anything clean we love, and snatch. If there's anything we love here at Two Units, it's a bit of snatch and and snatch in the six. We'll get at us the there. Olympics. Yeah, you oh, yeah, a hundred percent, mate. What? A- <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, let's move on. You sick, sick man. Race <laughs> seven is the Group Three Quizette Stakes for the three-year-old fillies over 1,100 metres. Bound for home won this last year for Archie Alexander and Declan Bates at a big old price of $31. And you're looking for a little bit of value for history to be repeated this year, mate. 
Yeah, I'm channeling that. And what I will say is girls going to go fast. This race, there looks to be some ferocious temperature engaged here. So um, so I'm looking for one that's going to set up nicely and probably likely map in behind that. And I found Show Royale for Lloyd Kennywell, Lucy Yeomans, 27 bucks, 650 on top sport at the moment. Um, I just can't walk past that price. So two from two so far in her career. SP profile is a is a no, like one on debut at Bendigo at 41 bucks. Eyeballed and fended off Treasureway, who then went on to win the Group 3 Breeders Stakes. Then she went to the Cinderella Stakes and she beat home She's All Shenanigans, fair and square, and Tis Enough, who was short that day but did have some excuses with some shin soreness. They're both 11 bucks here. I think why she is long salts is she's kind she's a bit tradesman like she doesn't look flashy she doesn't have the like run big closing sectionals or anything like that but she's bloody tough and she puts herself into the race and i like the jockey booking of mark zara for her um who's just going to get a lovely card in and i think a one by three play 27 bucks 650 top sport i think she can run a run a pretty good race one I'm watching here just to see where it shows up for the Port Aliadis Uh Currently up in Sydney as well. Interested to see where she lobs, mate. Thursday night. You just, you got to know. I would have thought so. <laughs> hey, let's head to the feature on the card, the Group 2 PB Lawrence Stakes. Wait for age 1,400 metres. That's race number nine. Um, we've got here uh, Mr. Brightside who's looking to um, go back to back in this race, Saltsy. Um, and you are gravitating towards the favourite who's at even money at the moment at two bucks. Me personally, I'm going to stay out of this race from a betting perspective. I want to hear why you're really keen on the killers. Yeah, I want to back him. I'm going to back him late though. We'll get better than $2. We will. So be patient. If you're potting him at $2 now, then... Just wait and you get a better price. Too easy. But he's the best horse in the race. Consistently the best horse in the race. He needs to rate down on what he's done, not only first up, but what he does virtually every time he steps out onto the race course. His ratings are so consistent and good. And something else needs to clock a PB. And you look at the market, Tuvalu $6.50, drawn outside him, also said, Lindsay Smith, that they're going to ride him differently. They're going to ride him quiet. Something needs to jump out of the ground. And the thing that I love the most about Mr. Brightside first up, yes, he's got bigger targets down the line, but have a go at his last jump out of Flemington. Willow went and jumped him out. He rode him out for about 400 metres past the jump out line. So there was some intent in the jump out. Needs a bit of luck from that draw, but he is a group one weight for age horse in a race that really is a group two weight for age race. So becomes an easy bet. For all those reasons, you'd think he'd stay in the market, but I think people might just bet around him late at the $2 and we'll get a bit better. But I'm also just having something small on Western Empire because I mentioned how he's the best horse in the race, Mr. Brightside. Nothing else has peaks that can match him. The Mm. only horse that has some peaks that can match him is Western Empire. It's going back a ways now and not since he come to Victoria under the, the care of John Lake Jr. But he's had three jump outs. And they've all been very handy. Ethan mm. Brown booked, good barrier, jumping out well. If there's a blowout, it's him. I love it. Good assessment. Um, does one from five first up 
two from seven at fourteen hundred and barrier ten of fifteen. Do do they come into play in terms of like when you're adjusting your ratings for this? Is, are those things that you adjust into your ratings and then you're going, well, given those three things, he still rates completely clear of the rest of the field? Uh, no, I'm not putting into it his I'm not putting into it statistics or distance because mm. I'm looking at yeah, okay, so he didn't win at 1,400 metres last prep. What happened? Oh, he's beaten under a length too far back first up, running past good horses on a good three-track behind Giacomo, and then too far back at 1,400 metres at Group 1, wait for age, beaten by Alligator Blood. He's got good form at 1,400 metres. He just hasn't happened to have won. And he's got good first up form. He just doesn't always win first up, but he's not always in a group two race first up as well. He was this time last year and he won. Like it. Context mm. within the statistics. Mm. This two Valu thing you mentioned too, Lindsay Smith, that that um, nearly knocked me off my chair. That I don't know if there's a bit of mind games there because there's no running for luck for 16. You're either forcing your hand going forward or you're snagging right back. You're not running for luck and getting posted. So mm. I'll be interested to see how that unfolds. But Saltzy, Mr. Brightside, um, confident and just also specking around Western Empire at a price. Hey, race number 10 is a benchmark 100 over the mile. I do like one here who's also got a start in the PB Lawrence and I'm hoping says no and goes here and takes the benchmark 100 and that's deny knowledge. Um, I'm just going to check that hasn't been scratched from, no, nah, we're still in. Still in yep. yep. So deny knowledge, six bucks, 50 top sport. First up since April where it was competitive in black tight races from the mile to 2,200 metres, two jump outs in preparation for this. The second jump out, a winning one over 1,200 metres at Cranbourne. She led them up, went to the line well. She goes well fresh. Last preparation, she was first up over 1,500 at Geelong. Um, went par- She ran second, but whizzed past Savannah Cloud, past the post, running the fastest mm. last 200 metres of that race. So 1,600 metres first up, no issue here. Barrier four, maps to be up on speed, gets in with 53 after the Carleen Heffel claim. I'm really interested to see what Mick Kent does in terms of where he takes if he, if he goes for that. How forward is she first up in terms of going for that group two race or just coming into the benchmark 100 and cleaning them up? Hope they go the latter. Um, let's head to Randwick now, mate. Royal Randwick. We'll uh, just dissect this group one card um, in full. By full, I mean about four races. Uh, what can we expect with um, weather up there? It was about a heavy eight on Wednesday, and yeah. it's drying track. The rails in the true, is it going to be pretty fair? Drying track, yeah. Still being the soft range, rail true, probably not hard against the fence. Um, but outside of that, it should be all right. Like it. Uh, race number three, benchmark 78, 2,400 metres. You like something there? Yeah, shit race, but there'll still be a winner. And I'm with the 11. <laughs> awesome wonder. Yeah, Jet. <laughs> this thing was held up a couple back behind Botany, who then subsequently just had none at Mooney Valley. Oh, Look, yeah. She was absolutely flying. Um, but this fellow was held up and then absolutely charged, trying to race faster splits, back up to New South Wales over 2,200 metres last start. 
he made an early move, Jay Mack, who rode that day, and he just got left a little bit vulnerable and, and peaked on the run. He was beaten home by Chateau Park and, and Carmazone, who are in this race. He meets both of those better off at the weights, but now he's down at 52 kilos. He handles wet tracks. He's hard fit. He'll be in front of those two in the run. Some of his dangers, um, I think it's Kirkaby. Yeah, he's got, that also got to give him 10 kilos. That's mm-hmm. a lot of weight over over this distance. Um in some ground with some giving it as well. Pacino's been winning at the midweeks. Just um, as an observation here, I, mm. and correct me if I'm wrong, but the Ben Brisbane, James McDonald combination at Royal Randwick on a Saturday, I haven't cast my over to him any times. Yeah, it's explosive. It is. It's yeah. an absolute wangaratta express. <laughs> <laughs> the horse is going well, but I don't know about being favourite. I think he's the value in the race horse. I'm wondering I'll uh, bet accordingly. Yeah, six fifty top sport for the awesome wonder of the world. There, Tyler Schiller, John O'Shea combined. Hey, let's head to race number eight, the Group One, the feature of the weekend, the Wink Stakes. Wait for Age, fourteen hundred meters. The Big A won it last year. Animo back in twenty twenty one and very elegant in twenty twenty. Um, this also brings in our one hundred dollar pissing contest, which um, I might explain quickly now mm, how we're going to yeah. do it this year. So. We don't want to just be throwing a hundred on every race, do we, Salts, that we're not interested in? And we're like, how can we it's obviously silly. get across our get across our information and our thoughts on the race, but also in, in you know, ensure that we're gambling responsibly. So the way we're gonna do it this year is we get a hundred dollars to spend in each group one throughout the entire season. But how we spend that hundred dollars is up to us. If you want to spend ten bucks on a race, if you want to spend a hundred bucks, if you want to shoulder arms, it's up to you. The whole purpose of it is by the end of the season, hopefully we're profitable for our listeners. So that's how we're going to play it. We've also got ferocious PTSD from Beery tearing our <laughs> pants down in season five. So we've <laughs> got to bend the rules to make sure we beat fluke punters like Beery. Isn't that right? Yeah. Spot on, mate. Spot <laughs> um, mate um Hey, great, great addition here, or fascinating from the fact, I shouldn't say great, but fascinating from the fact that just it's just a first up fest in this race. How are you assessing it? And also as well, like how good is Jamie Cart? She's had the thing postponed till after the spring. And if you want to cry about that, well, you're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to have her back. And I love that like first meet back, she's just like, oh, I'm going to Sydney and I'm riding group one, wait for ages, I don't give her stuff. I'm, I'm made for the big stage. It's like, yeah. um, you know. It's like, an, it's like Monday Monday on the Packenham Synthetic. Great to see Blake McDougall back in the saddle with a couple of rides. But oh, no, nah, Jamie, I'm yeah. just going to head to Sydney and ride Zaki. Stuff use. And uh, this is a fascinating race. It's a first up fest. And there's a horse that I can make a case for that's first up. That's already been met with a little bit of specking for the Tim Clark and Waterhouse spot combination. And that's Major Bill, the ATC Derby winner. Mm. Yes, he's coming off a Derby win where he just rated a, a massive personal best, just absolutely bullying them into the ground over 2,400 metres on a wet track at Randwick. But first up last preparation, he sat three wide no cover at Newcastle and he beat Hawaii 5-0 over 1,300 metres. Well, that horse went on to subsequently win a, a Hawkesbury Guineas on the way to a Fred Best and then coming third in a Stradbroke. So, yes, please, good first up form. Mm-hmm. And then... His two trials up in Sydney have been very pleasing. Most recently, behind Paracel, a, a good sprinter for Godolphin Philly, he worked with her, and, and that horse was um, 
you know, outworked him. But then through the line, he just kept running. I just won't be surprised if he just plonks himself up on speed and and gives him a little little bit of something to catch here. And at each way odds, with my first play in the group ones for this season, I'm going to spend $42, $12 to win, major bill, 30 bucks to place. What are you doing, mate? I like it. And hey, shout out as well, like a good friend of the show, the Krebs cycle. Krebs? Krebs tipped uh, Major Bill in that derby at 41s too. Ooh. That's a pretty good find by the yeah, method. Nice. Yeah, um, Mate, the way I'm going is I am siding with Fangirl, five bucks. Uh, just looks the best chance to add group one, number two next to her name. And she goes super first up. Like she's, I guess, been the happy clapper to Winx as, you know, she's been to Animo. Um in the past, and we saw that last year here in the Wink Stake, she stormed home for the se- for second and ran the fastest last four hundred of the meeting. Then first up um, in the latest preparation in the Apollo Stakes, she ran the fastest last two hundred meters of the meeting. So, whilst her get back run on pattern isn't what we love to see, um, she's I, I just think you know with the big A gone, she's a genuine fresh bomb. She consistently runs fresh big races off any tempo. She won't be getting animoed here. And with the no big A comes the services of J-Mac. So there's a fair bit in a corner. Um, I really like it, five bucks. And I'll be betting um, I'll be betting on her outside this contest as well. But $50 each way for me, five bucks, two bucks. If she does run into that drum, I've got a little bit of safety there. Mm. But I think she'll win. So 50 bucks each way at fives and twos in the group one for me, Saltsy. Full spend. Full Rolling spend. On. Full spend foot. Yeah, well, I'm not I'm – not, Specking something at sixties, yeah. So it's a dart. It's yeah. A dart. So yeah. <laughs> if you come out, I'm already sixty bucks better off than you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, given prize in season five, that's completely warranted. <laughs> um, race number nine, mate. The group two silver shadow stakes. Found this. I found this hate race quite hard to uh dissect mate there's it's a pretty open betting affair a few nice fillies engaged Taumina looks the likely leader from barrier two platinum jubilee inhibitions amazonian lassa all other um key speed influences how are you seeing it and you having a bet yeah i'm backing something to get back off that speed i thought platinum jubilee could have jumped out a bit better potentially um, you know, it's four eighty-five bucks, but false enough favourite. I'm back in two to get back that comes through both the same races in the two runs they had last preparation. That's the five Kamochi and the two Cristilli for Jelfs Racing. And they're one one so far in their career. Kamochi won first up last preparation, proven fresh. I've loved her trials. So if she's in Melbourne or Sydney, I'll be backing her. Kamochi for the yep. Portelli yard and the other one, Christilli. Well, on limited trial form, she's shown she's not really a flashy trialer. So she trialed all right at Cranter- um, Canterbury, sorry. But I just think she's a race day horse as well. And she's got raw ability in a mean turn of foot. And her turn of foot when she won the Percy Sykes running past Kamochi was a, a beauty. Fastest last 400 metres of the day after doing a bit wrong. But it's also a good form race. Tis Invincible come through that race, won the Rosebud last week. So it's already stacked up from their two two to three-year-old days. So that's the form line I want to follow. Another one here that uh, spikes a bit of interest is Zardozzi, undefeated for Godolphin, keeps improving, comes through the same trial recently as Kamochi. P- 
probably just going to be behind Kamochi in the run. And I thought they trialed just as well as each other. But if she has to run Kamochi down, then might be a bridge too far. So I'll back the both of those, the the five best result and the two. Yep. So the five Kamochis at 950, uh, if that's the direction they head. And, and Chris Dilley, as you mentioned, from through that hot performance in the Percy Sykes, five bucks. I've, I've got a big watch on Estriella. I got absolutely bloody caballist um, in last start, but that maiden in good time at Gosford, I think she's good horse. But... You reckon it's unders though? Like, yeah, no, that's good... why. I'm, that's that's oh, why. Okay, yeah, 100%, that's why I'm not betting. But so got some good horses like returning, and it hasn't run a big number. Mm. Yeah, I like the Gosford. Still got upside. Like they can jump out of the ground like early in their career, of course. But I thought that was. A... Yeah, a bit better value. Yeah, no, I'll be hissing you home, mate. It's a it's a intriguing race, nonetheless. Unit. Here we got Jack on board this week. He came in hot to the DMs, like I've got one, August eighteen or whatever his name and the date, and he was like, "Well, it's just a." He reckons it's an ATM job, so I've said, "All right, it's Ask the mouth. You can <laughs> you can only lose with this type of uh, <laughs> this type of dialogue here with the units." So um, I gave him I gave him the tick, and I didn't even know what track he said. And I literally had to go back and go, "Mate, what track is that? Like, I can't even find this horse." And <laughs> and he's going to cans. Good day, lads. Thanks for having me on. Going to keep the bat straight this week. Royal Cannon Park, race five, horse one, better Al. Horses returning from the ultimate gear change, has been working the treat at home. Should be able to sit just outside the leader, turning for home, kick, win. Chockies for the boys. See you next week for another tip. <laughs> okay, so we've got, have we got a market up yet for Cairns? Yeah, um, it's about nine bucks. There's a dollar 45 favourite. <laughs> You're joking. Nah, coming. That's um, used to be with Lloyd Kennywell up from Victoria. I like how he said, oh, I'm just going to play a straight bat this week. I'm going to Cairns <laughs> race five over 9.50. And I've put, put a $200 bonus <laughs> bet on something that nines. First up, I've ridden by Lacey Morrison. He's, he's absolutely straight he's bat. He's called it a straight bat. I think that's a Ryan Campbell scoop shot over the keeper. <laughs> that's, that's the original bit of ING. Um, all right. Well, that's I'll what the unit of the week's on for that. So that's what the unit of the week's all about. One fifty-seven. Beautiful. We'll make sure I go in and put that on because I went to do it today and there was no odds at all. So oh, yeah. um, we'll get involved in that. Thanks, nice. thanks, Jacko. I do love a bit of confidence. Um, it's it's always welcomed. Hey, two units time. Salty best bets from around Australia. I'm heading to race seven, Royal Randwick, the Group Three toy show quality handicap for the Phillies and Mans 1100 meters and I'm siding with the Godolphin Parasail 3 bucks 70 this is a lightly race mare that I just believe can elevate to the next level this preparation two forward trials you prefaced one earlier in the specs indicates that she's ready to rock and roll first up six career starts three wins and two seconds already winning at group three level in the Typhoon Tracy at the Valley two from two at the 1100 um Sue Gotcha with just the one quiet trial will get better as the prep goes, but you're offering me better odds about Parasail and I'm taking them. So what about Jean-Claude Van Damme with the ride as well? Here we go. Mm. That's my best for the weekend, Salts. Over to you. 
My best is at Randwick race number five, the 10, extremely lucky. I will preface this by saying I don't really have standout best this weekend. I, I'm, I'm yeah. in your boat too, my friend. Yeah, but this is this is the one that I'm actually most looking forward to seeing come back to the races. He's first up with Chris Waller, used to be with the Will Clark and stable. And the thing about this horse is off slow tempos, the data that he's producing says that off slow, t- because a lot of the really good horses with big turn of foot, so they don't get involved in real slow tempo races like this guy has. He, off a slow tempo, has one of the best turns of speed in Australia. The numbers that he rattles off for his last 600-meter splits are almost unseen, and he does them regularly. So, yes, first up 1,200 meters is a query, but he's also in with 53 kilos after showing that massive turn of foot under bigger weights in the past. And he's only had one go at 1,200 meters beaten by Serides when he was held up and, and charged home, even like he probably wins the race. You know, last preparation is a length of Bellini Bettina. Mm. Meeting her um, at set weights and penalties at Mooney Valley one day, um, you know, carried a kilo more than her, but he was a three-year-old, so worse off at weight for age, and she's an absolute group one weapon. So his two trials with Waller have been outstanding. He'll go back, but in this particular race and the way this sets up, Usually, I'm against horses that get back on slow tempos, but I actually think it will advantage him because he doesn't have to get too far back. If they strung out and he got too far back, he might have a bit too much to do, but he's just got this weapon of a turn of foot where if he's within eight lengths of the lead, if he's within eight lengths of Kalino at the 600, he might be able to run his last 600 8.1 faster. This guy's that much of a weapon. So keen to see him go around and bang on about him enough. The 10 extremely lucky in race number five, I at Randwick. You're very excited about extremely lucky. That is, that's for sure. Love the horse. Like a couple of runs last preparation where, where I backed him and he just got back and wide at Morpherville and grew severe wings. I'm just excited by the numbers that he keeps producing. Yeah. There's um, no Caller dream here to go past, but again, Randwick does suit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mate, it's been a lot of fun um, tonight. I, I, I feel like there's a bit more of a pep in our step when the good ones are coming back, isn't it? Mm. It's a lot, you know, when you... They're easier to talk about. Yeah, when you get absolutely bloody Picargoed every week at Morningville. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I Picargoed Picargo last week, my best bet. What was it? My best bet. I'm scrolling the sheet here. Um, it was see you in heaven. See you in oh, heaven. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See nice you in one. heaven. Got nice spin, yeah. absolutely nick footed last week. So suck yeah. on that, Picago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, listeners, all the best this weekend. Enjoy the Group One racing. Um, Salts, have a good one as well. And we'll be back in your ears next week. Take it easy. It's an intervention.